Hello everyone, my name is Andy Spiteri, and I'm the host of the ZeldaCast, and the Omega Metroid Podcast, and Virtual Theater. As you can tell, I really love podcasting. After almost six years of the ZeldaCast, five years of Virtual Theater, and four years of the Omega Metroid Podcast, I swore that I would never make another podcast, but here I am today, excited to announce not one, not two, but three extra bonus shows that you can get each month on my newly reimagined Patreon channel, available at patreon.com forward slash spnet. You'll have your choice of bonus shows, depending on which tiers you choose to sign up for. Each podcast has its own monthly bonus show. The ZeldaCast will have the ZeldaCast Top 10s, where we can have some fun and give out a classic ranking on different topics each month with a different guest. Omega Metroid will continue with the Great Metroid Area Ranking, where we are ranking every single area in the Metroid series. And Virtual Theater will debut the Spiteri's Review, a show where my wife and I will give some thoughts on movies or shows old and new. There's also an ultimate tier that will get you access to all of these bonus shows if you really want to take your Spiteri podcasting to the next level. If that isn't enough, all shows feature a level of interactivity where patrons can weigh in and vote on which topics, shows, and areas we discuss next. Membership starts at as little as $1 a month, so I'm hoping you'll check out all the great bonus content that's going to be coming your way on patreon.com forward slash spnet. Whatever your bonus show of choice, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope to be able to see you over at patreon.com forward slash spnet. Welcome to the Zelda Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Alison Aletha. What's up, Al? How we doing? Doing pretty good. Got my coffee. You got your coffee? We should oh, cheers. Yeah. We should, like, clink across the internet. Psh. There you go. Cheers, buddy. Yeah. Except you got the cold <laughs> coffee. I got the, the warm coffee. I always, I like cold coffee. I like when, when Starbucks does their holiday drinks, I like their warm stuff for the holidays. But other than that, I, I prefer cold coffee. Let me ask you something. Sam and I were discussing this on the way back from Tim Hortons. And uh, and I think this is a year-round feature at Tim Hortons now, but it didn't used to be. It only used to be like a December kind of thing. They have white hot chocolate, which I think is like the bomb. Okay. Are you, are you on that train? I don't know. I've never tried white hot chocolate before, oh. but I love white chocolate. Is that like the same ballpark? It's just yeah. white yeah, it's hot just chocolate? it's just white hot. Cho- it's it's very rich. Like it, it's it's okay. very rich. It's very sweet. So like I know a lot of people don't generally like white chocolate, but I do. So I'd be yeah. down for that. I, I don't know it. of a place that has it though. Oh man, it's so good. It's uh, well, maybe maybe you got to make a road trip up. Maybe I'll make a road trip down and deliver a white hot chocolate with some Timbits yes. to your door. <laughs> Actually, so yeah. my my I went to my sister's yesterday. And uh, I was like, do you want a coffee? And she's like, no, but like Nolan, my my uh, two and a half year old nephew, he's like, you probably like a Timbit. And so Timmy's had like this little Halloween pail with like 31 Timbits in it for Halloween. So I was like, uh-huh. did she say one or 31? Oh, whatever. Here's 31 Timbits. And so I was <laughs> like, I fed him like, like eight Timbits. And she's like, <laughs> love it. Love it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, so, yeah. We are, uh, speaking of 
of 31. We're close to Halloween and uh, Halloween Havoc. The fifth annual Zelda Dungeon Fall Brawl Character Contest is, well, actually, it's underway when you're listening to this right now, unless you're watching us live on Twitch. We stream these episodes live every week over on twitch.tv forward slash the ZeldaCast. In that case, there is about uh, five, six hours, give or, cha- give or take, until the tournament starts. I'm really excited about this. I'm, I'm excited to see what the new crop of Tears of the Kingdom characters can do. I thought we had a great episode last week. It was a lot of fun. That was um, a super fun episode. I I, I I had to message you and be like, I'm sorry if some of those chirps were too... But you didn't know what chirping was. You, you've never heard that term? I've never heard that term. Okay. Um, No. And I mean, I'm fine. Like, <laughs> I I was uh, I was tempted, though, last week when you were like, you should give a go to hell, Corey. And I was like, I'm about to give a go to hell, Andy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think you would. That would have been so awesome. <laughs> but, like, I want to do it when I, like, truly feel it. I want it to mean something, you It know? has to be so... a powerful moment, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, not that it would have been powerful, but there's there's something to be said about uh, the absolute t- right time for something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, it feels good. Like when, like when Gandalf, fool of a duke. You know, he yeah, could have right. said that at any time, but that was the perfect time. <laughs> um, all right, so... Yeah, not really. Uh, not really like a whole lot going on in the world of Zelda uh, right mm-hmm. now. There's, uh, well, actually, there's really. It, it seems like we're kind of back into a little bit of a of a calm, which which isn't the worst thing in the world. Like I, I think that we're going to be ramping back up here pretty soon with a lot of Switch Two rumors and talk and stuff like that. And and I don't think that there's going to be um, a Switch Two out for very long without a Zelda game. Maybe not. Maybe not like a, a big, big open world Zelda game, but I think that there's going to be something on there. So we thought that we would take this opportunity this week where, you know, maybe there's not a lot going on to kind of spitball some ideas about what we want for the next 3D Zelda game. Um, yep. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this. I think this is going to be a topic that we might revisit like a couple different times. I feel, yeah, I agree because I think like the list kind of changes and I'm sure I had some of these things on my list back prior to tears when we were talking about what we wanted from tears what we expected but I didn't get some of those things and it's not like I was left wanting it's just that I didn't get those things but I got other things and I was okay with it I love tears but I wouldn't mind seeing these things either return or kind of be changed or whatever in the next 3d Zelda game yeah um so so let's just get into it here and I have a qualifier for my list um, because I, I kind of wrote like what I want from the next 3D Zelda game, assuming that it like Nintendo is going to keep the open world formula. I, I think yes. that that's safe to say. Yes. Would I love like an Ocarina of Time style game? Yes. And I actually like I don't think that's impossible that they might just deliver that kind of experience to like. As like a stopgap in between, like almost like a Link's Awakening 2019 kind of a game. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a new Zelda game. I don't know, but like I could see them making like those kind of you know smaller, for lack of a better word, Zelda games um, as as kind of like a buffer in between the big big Zelda games. Almost like how mm-hmm. the 3DS used to offer that back in the day. Um, so my my list is is kind of here, and I just have like ten bullet points of things I want from the next 3D Zelda game. But my list is is just assuming that. It's going to be open world and it's going to have like some, maybe even a lot of similar elements as uh, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. Did you kind of make your list with the same Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure where 
open world from here on out. I wouldn't be surprised if we get something, like you said, something here and there that's just, like, kind of goes back to a little bit more traditional, like, linear looking. But I did, I'm pretty sure I made mine like that as well, where I'm like, I'm sure we're going to have open world, but I think all these things are possible. I do too. Okay. So uh, with that being said, that's our qualifiers. Let's go. Let's let's get it started here. And uh, so so Al and I have not we've not cross referenced. Uh, I we we don't know what each other has on our own list, but I'm I'm assuming that there's probably a few similar things mm-hmm. that we have on. So um, I I tried to be a little bit more specific with like some of them that that I wanted. Um, so yeah, I, I, let's just get into them. Al. Let's just get into them. Do you want to go okay. first, or do you want me to go first? I can go first. Um, okay. I feel like I have a weird first choice, but I like after tears. I don't know if I want to go back to a Zelda game without this ability or something like it. And I would really like to see Ascend return. I think Ascend wound up being such a cool ability mm. and like so helpful for just like retracing steps, or you're just like, I don't want to go back through this whole cave. I'm just going to zoom up to the top of the cave you know, to get back outside or solving puzzles and shrines and stuff. And I just like, it, it, I kind of feel like we were spoiled a little bit with that ability. Like you literally just like break through the game and get to another point in the game. And it's like, how do you go back to Zelda without that? I kind of, I don't know. <laughs> do you, do you remember when I was dogging on Ascend? Yeah, when, I do. When it was shown? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it didn't look very cool. Like it, it, compared to the other ones. Right. But like, yeah, I, I think you're right. Like, I think if it's going to be an open world game, which I, we've said that I think it's going to be, um, they got to have like something that allows like kind of quicker travel like that. I, I didn't put that on my list, but I think you're right. Like something like an Ascend or a Valdi's Gale, uh, something that lets you get from point A, like vertical specifically, very quickly, I think is very yeah. important. Yeah. And I mean, I have another thing on my list that I'll talk about later that helps with that kind of movement as well. But it's more of like an outside feature, whereas like this, it's like you could be in almost any situation. If you have a roof over your head, you can ascend through it. And I just, right. like I said, I can't imagine going back to playing an open world other game without that. It just, it feels weird. Like we've had it this whole time, you know. Um, it, it would be tough, I think, to to go back without it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I wasn't expecting that for your first one here, so that's great. Yeah. I I kind of have like the the ones for my first two that probably anybody I have a few that's one, so it's okay. Like anybody that's listened to this show for a while, I'm sure is is gonna be able to just guess what what I'm gonna say here uh, for the for my first two. So I'm gonna do the first two, get them out of the way. But okay. um, I I think that like first and foremost, what we need there's a lot of things that I just kind of wrapped up into into one burrito here. Um, but I, I think that we need a freshen up, a new formula, a however you want to call it. Like I I think that um. You know, let's let's go let's go down the list here. Like like clearly, we need a new high rule. Like definitely, we need a new high rule. Um, we need a new world. We need a new whatever. Um, I think we really need a new art style for the next mm-hmm. game. And and Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom is my favorite art style in Zelda. I just want to say, like I I really love mm-hmm. the the Ghibli uh, influence of it. But like if, if you think about it, we're coming up on ten years of this art style because the Zelda Wii U trailer was first shown in twenty fourteen and. Oh, We're not yeah. that far away from 2024. So like it's mm-hmm. it's been it's been a long time with the same art yep. style. Um and you know, we we had the Link's Awakening in between which was fantastic, but uh I I think that yeah, just just like something new. Even if it's just like a a 
subtle change. Like how, you know, you went from Twilight Princess to Skyward Sword. Just just something different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, the, the small things, like, it, as part of this freshen up. Like, new menu sounds. Like, you know, how many... Yeah. You know, it's it's a little thing, but, like, a very subliminal thing. But, like, like the doo-doo-doo. Like, the, just the, those sounds that you hear from Breath of the Wild, they, those feel very specific to, like, those open-world Switch games rather than to, like, the Zelda series as a whole. Like, of course, like, I still want, like, the like the chest opening sound, like, da-da-da-da, but, yeah. like, just new, smaller sounds and stuff like that. Um, and just, you know, just, just like, a, a new formula, right? Like, I, I think that Tears of the Kingdom, uh, Breath of the Wild follow a very, very similar formula which works Mm -hmm. for those games but um i think that if you're gonna do a new like i think if you're gonna do a new open world game you 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 need to think of something else like a new a new way to do it a new progression something but um yeah i'm just like i said i kind of rolled everything up into one here just just like a freshen up like i'm talking art style sounds world everything i think everything needs to be new I I get what you're saying and I and I agree and I I was just thinking about this is like I don't think we're used to staying with like an art style or an era as long as we have for Breath of the Wild's yeah. Age of Calamity Tears of the Kingdom. Um usually like when a game comes out 5 to 6 years later it's a different art style. Um if it's yeah. a direct sequel it's coming out 1 to 2 years later, you know, and then the the span of that series is like maybe 4 five years max maybe not even that but like this has been like you said it's almost been 10 years even if you are just counting the initial release of this art style so i agree it does feel a little bit like we're a bit tired you know and it's time to it it also feels so weird to say this because it's like it's time to reinvent the wheel but they did that with breath of the wild but that was 2017 so it's like, yeah. it's time to reinvent the wheel again. And I feel bad for saying that. I feel like this turnaround is insane. I've said that before. But but if you want to keep making money, you know, <laughs> I, you got to you gotta bring some new new paint, I guess. That That's an analogy I was going to make is like, I, I don't know that it's reinventing the wheel necessarily. Because I think that mm-hmm. there's like, like, I... If they were to make a new 3D Zelda game, a new open world 3D Zelda game, when they do it, like, I'm sure that there's going to be, like, 60% of all, like, the same stuff that carries over, like, like the engine, like, probably breakable mm-hmm. weapons, probably shrines, which I'll get to in a bit, Pro- like, but, like, it needs a new coat of paint. Yeah. You know, like, it just, it needs, it needs something to differentiate it, and, I, and I'm pretty confident that this would happen, actually, because, like, one of, what is a new mainline Zelda game really not had? like a, a that kind of new coat of paint it, unless it's a direct sequel which obviously tears of the kingdom is but um mm. that's like just just the first thing like i i think that this new game needs to stand out on its own and in order to do that it needs that uh you know fresh coat of paint yeah and i, I mean the the fact that you said like maybe breakable weapons will come back and shines and i'm like no i'm those are the switch zelda game era i'm done with this era i'm ready for the next era yeah i've got more to say about that okay um okay i'll do my second one this is kind of like um adding on to the movement of ascend i would like to instead of climbing um which i really do enjoy i like climbing i like hopping and bit bopping up a cliff i wouldn't mind having the hookshot come back or items similar mm. to help you like climb up 
places in a more direct, quick, efficient way. So um, I just also put in parentheses beside the hookshot, like old items that we've seen, like whips and stuff. I just, anything that kind of helps with movement, um, I would just like to see that return because I feel like, yes, it would be something that's been done before, but it hasn't been done in a while. So yeah. I feel like it would get, it would feel like refreshing. I agree. Um, yeah. I, I I feel like I don't, I don't want to elaborate too much on that because I've got something to build okay. on that. But uh I, I agree. Like I think like climbing is great. Um, but but I do think like it's 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 kinda like there's a little bit too much of it. It's it tedious. Yeah. It gets like you're like, oh, okay, let me drink a speed potion, let me put on my so I could do this fast, or let me yeah. use Revali's Gale, or let me ascend. And like I love all those things. I love all the helps that you get to climbing, but we've had it for two games now. Two really yeah. big games. And I loved it, but I, I don't think we need to continue. I I would agree. I, I think, like, I mean, I, I think climbing's probably coming back. Um, I didn't put this on my list, but just, like, off the top of my head. Like, I, I think that, like, I, I definitely agree. Like, you got to have something that will allow you to either, like, climb fast or skip climbing or whatever, right? Like, and again, mm -hmm. I kind of have something like this on my list. But, um, and then, like, the rain, Jesus god murphy yeah. like get rid of anything that impedes you from climbing like i'm sick of <laughs> i'm sick of the rain uh yeah but if I, you have I, like you know like the digging mitts if you maybe say you get the digging mitts and you can yeah, go underground but exactly. then they also help you dig and climb that would be cool yes that would be a return of an old item and used in a new way i yeah i completely completely agree with that i, I think that you're spot on like like items that you know i'm just gonna i'm just gonna jump to the thing that i wanted to talk about but um yeah i i think like what what the next 3d zelda game needs is like actual i'm gonna call them dungeon items for lack of a better term but um so i i think that breakable weapons are gonna come back i think Ew. yeah i, I know like i think that like i think that the the way that you fight is is going to be similar there's probably gonna be like abilities and stuff but like like offset that with with dungeon items and you don't even necessarily have to get them in a dungeon but you know what i mean like like maybe after you beat yeah. the first dungeon you get the the magma mitts and that just allows you to climb with without using stamina great mm -hmm. that almost completely eliminates the the tediousness of of climbing or mm -hmm. like the second one you get a hook shot and it's like okay great i can use this item permanently it's never gonna break and I'm just going to use it to, to get me to the top here. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, like get those kinds of items. And I'm not talking like a bow and I'm not talking bombs or stuff like that. But like right. creative items like that where they they help you. Bring the spinner back. <laughs> hey, that would be cool. Like, but just just like it helps you progress in the world and is and is useful. And, and it doesn't break. You don't have to worry about it. It's like. It's an actual reward. Like once you have it, it's it's yours to use as often as you want, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, honestly, even like the the paraglider is a is a decent example of that. Because like, let's just say that you don't get that until halfway through the next 3D Zelda game, and it's like, okay, well, now you have to play a little bit differently instead of just like flying around and, and everywhere. Like now you actually need to traverse a little bit, which actually I don't think would be the worst thing because you'd see a lot more of the yeah. world. But I mean, the way they did the paraglider in tears, some people didn't get it 
very quickly yeah. after they w got to the surface because they didn't know. They were just like, I'm just going to go explore over here and not have my... Where do I get the paraglider? You know? I, I mean, fair, but so my, that's my point. Is like it's, it's a useful, unique item. It doesn't break, but it's it's yours, and it really helps you navigate the world. I, and I think, like, I think they really need to... And, and like, maybe Ascend transforms into an item kind of like that, right? Yeah. Like, maybe... I don't know. Um, you get a special crystal, and if you have it, you can yeah. stuff. Like, I don't think the champion abilities and stuff like that quite constitute what I'm talking about, but, like, just, like, mm -hmm. inventory items that you can actually use in the open world to, to really help you navigate. Because I think that, like, while the champion items that you get in both um, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom can be useful, they can also not be useful for, for like, a lot of your adventure. And yeah. I, I think that, like, it's really missing, like just having you know like you get you get the the hook shot now oh great great i can i can i can hook shot across this this bridge that's broken or whatever right mm -hmm. like um so i i think that that needs to come back like the, the permanent items that really help you yes i agree so yeah um does that does that make it my turn that's your turn okay i th this is my duh one and i feel like i've harped on this forever um even before tears and i didn't really get it in tears I want, how do I put this? I don't think it needed necessarily super strictly linear story, but I do. <laughs> Does, like, this was my something... second duh one too. Okay, it's like something naturally progressing. Something that's like, I'm not going to find the chunk of my story over here. I'm not going to find, or even if I did, it still wouldn't um, mess with the overarching story. Like I always go back to Horizon where you have all these, like, you have, like, several different, like, kind of, like, main quests, like you do in Tears, but you can go do those, and it doesn't hurt the overall story. It doesn't, like, take yeah. a piece of the overall story and put it over here, over here, over here, over here, like Tears and Breath of the Wild does. So I would just like something that's, like, I just think it's possible. Like, you can have an open world and still have a naturally progressing linear story. That's what I want. I that's agree. That's all I'm for. Um, I have the exact same thing. And but I, I actually even took it a step further and I said I want more structure to both the narrative and the overall game design, like in, mm -hmm. in general. Like I mm -hmm. I don't like I don't like that you could just run to the final boss like right away. Like I, I just think that that's like I mean, kinda I, cheap to I me. I don't I understand that and I don't mind that. Like I think it's fun. I think speedrunners have a lot of fun with it. I think if you for the uh the sake of replayability, like if I replay tears for the seventh time and i just want to go fight ganondorf like f it let me just go fight ganondorf i i appreciate that that's there but for my first experience playing this game yeah however often i want to replay like there should be something a little bit guided uh, yeah like and, and like i i get it like you know what you said is right and like you know you don't want to i i don't think you like want to force players to play an open world game like in a certain way but i like i like you said like i think that you can structure it and and guide like another thing for example like i think this really reared its ugly head in tears of the kingdom but like there's nothing wrong with having a set order to the divine beasts or to the temples or to, you know what i mean like mm -hmm. um i really don't think it's that bad of a thing if like you you have to do this temple first and this temple second and this temple third mm -hmm. uh because you can still do a lot of other stuff in between and i think that that really I think it helps the story. 
I think it helps the the game design because that fe- kind of mm. feeds back into what I was saying. Is like if you get an item, a permanent item, well, n- great. Maybe now I've unlocked this whole other area of the map that I didn't have access to earlier. So like now I can go exp- and the whole world is at my fingertips now. This imagine like you get an item and like you get this one item and like oh great you've unlocked Hebra, the go explore. Yeah. You know like um, I I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Like so I, and I think like you know with the story specifically like. I don't think that memories would come back or anything like that, but I mean, yeah, like it's, it, it's just like, if you can just do anything whenever in any order, I just, I feel like it really just takes away from the experience. And like, maybe, maybe for people that have played the game, like multiple times, like they're just like, whatever, I don't care. But like, how many people is that? You know, like how, how many people play and play and play and play versus like how many people play the game once, finish it, move on? I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's not as much as I think, but, like, mm-hmm. that's how I play. Yeah, I mean, I like the replayability of these games, and I play them back and back and back and forth, but, um, I, I don't know. I And I feel like we're kind of beating a dead horse with this one, because we've been talking about this since Breath of the Wild. Yeah. But we didn't get it with Tears. It was, the story was so much better in Tears, but it was still choppy. It was still disconnected for me. And I just, yeah. I wanted to have, I wanted to have a more seamless flow. I want, so here's a good, here's a good thing. Uh, Baldur's Gate, I just finished it. The story is absolutely incredible. And it would have been ruined if I could just go to Baldur's Gate whenever I wanted. Instead, they had Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. You can go wherever you want in those areas, but it's still Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. They still had a linear mm. progression to the story. But I still, but I still had some freedom to do whatever I want in certain areas, and there's nothing wrong with that. Just like you said, mm-hmm. so it's possible. It does. I understand they're trying not to be restricting, but like sometimes maybe we just need to be restricted a little bit. Like books are restricting, but they still have an awesome, amazing story. Yeah, movies so. are the same thing. TV shows are the yep. same thing. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I do. I value the freedom and I value the the choice to go and do whatever you want. But I, I think that like you know, total freedom is, is anarchy, right? Like there's, there's gotta be like some systems in place to, to allow you to, uh, I don't know. I was going to say to be civilized, but, uh, that's, <laughs> this is not a very good analogy, but yeah, I think you no. know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, okay. I think it's your turn because mine was the same as yours. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure I said I wanted this or it, maybe it was in one of our Zelda percentages for tears. But I don't think we got it in tears. I'm trying to think. I don't think we did. I wanted, I wanted like a really good, decent, in-depth, long trading sequence back. Like those are yes. so fun. I love those so much. And especially with all the NPCs that were in Breath of the Wild and Tears, like it would just be so fun to be like, hey, like Josha needs this. And Josha's like, I was supposed to get this from Pura. And like, but she went back to Kakariko and then like, I don't know, Torin's got this for you. And it I just think that would be so much fun. <laughs> the flower lady needs a new shovel. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I really wish we kind of had something like that in tears. And I feel like an open world is like the perfect way to do that. Especially if you start it early and you have an item and you're like, I don't know what to do with this item. And then you finally come across the guy who's like, oh my God, my golden frog teapot. I've been asking for that. And then he gives you something else. I just, I want that back. <laughs> It, it makes me happy. <laughs> you know, I, I was kind of thinking about this, actually. And I, and I think, like, I, I had kind of an epiphany where I think the modern 
game has kind of ruined trading sequences like that. And uh, and I'll tell you why. Because like back in Ocarina of Time, you would go and you'd play the game and you'd talk to an NPC and he'd be like, oh man, I need a hammer to do this. And you'd kind of go on with your adventure and you'd meet someone else and uh, they'd have a hammer to, to trade you. And they'd be like, man, who needed a hammer again? Like, like what? Yeah. And now it's just like a subtitle or in, in like a, in like a menu where it's like, Josh needs a hammer, get hammer from Chris, bring to Josh. And it's just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> it's very, it, it feels like very, like, like you your don't hand have to is think held it. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's just like, here, go here, do this rather than just like, just kind of putting a little bit of thought into it. So mm-hmm. I, I actually, I was kind of thinking, I was like, I almost think, I almost feel like the next 3D Zelda doesn't have like, like a logbook to keep track of like main quests and side quests. I mean, that's just, that's a bad idea. That would be, that would be chaos. But like, maybe, yeah, that would be, that would be a struggle. I would love it to be, to go back to like bomber's notebook style. Yeah, like, you know, you know there's like, I was, I just finished Sea of Stars and it's a, it's a throwback RPG and there's just something so sweet about like playing that game. Like, you don't activate a main quest. You don't activate a side quest. They're just there. You just kind of have to know it. You just kind of have to remember it. And it, I don't know. I, I, it just made me kind of, just made me kind of nostalgic for those times where there wasn't like a thousand quests and menus and stuff like that. Where like, you have to, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, where exactly do I need to go again? Like, it's, it's sometimes it, it feels like you're almost just like running to the checkpoint rather than running. To, yeah. You know, like. I do get that. I sound and like some old bastard the- here. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I think that might be a downfall of having so many side quests. How many yes. were there? 139 that we were trying to talk about a couple weeks ago? Yeah, like, there's a lot. I feel like maybe that's the reason why we need a notebook. And like, I would hate to not have one. But if we only had like 10 or 15 meaty, substantial side quests like we do in Majora's Mask, and that's something we wanted from Tears, then it would be easier to remember and you wouldn't need to go back and look at your journal so much for the information. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. Is it my turn? Yes. Dungeons. (laughs) I didn't put that on my list. I thought that was too, like, too duh. (laughs) Uh, Yes. And, and, and you know what? (laughs) Tears took a big step forward, I think. uh, Yeah, I Over Breath of the Wild. But, but there's room for improvement. There's room for improvement. And, and specifically, like, I, I really like what Tears did in kind of giving each dungeon its own theme, its own, uh, music theme, its, its own identity a little bit but i think that what they need to do is what they need to get rid of the centralized lock in the in Mm -hmm. the new dungeons like they they can't have another open dungeon where it's just like okay there's one big lock there's five keys that you have to go and find go get them i just i I don't that can't come back it can't come back or at least make it at least make it unique. Like, you know, um, the cistern, the ancient cistern does have like a centralized item that you are maneuvering to get through the dungeon. Yeah. But like, but like you're unlocking, but it's unique. It's not like you're unlo- just unlocking keys to open a door. Right. And like, I like the problem with the dungeons in the Switch Zelda is, is like, you can just, again, you could do anything anywhere, you know, like you could just, you could just do it. And, and it's just yeah. like, there's no structure to it. There's no. Like, there's no, like, critical thinking almost involved. You just kind of, again, you're running to a checkpoint because it's all on your map. And you're just like, great, here I go. Uh, this is switch mm-hmm. one down. Where's switch two? What's the what's the quickest way from where I am to get to switch two? Instead of, like, you know, in, involving, like, a mini boss or, like, a, a use of an item or something like that. Mm-hmm. And 
And you know, I, I was kind of, I was thinking about if I wanted to put dungeons on my list or not. Cause like, I feel like it's so tired to like hear people complain about dungeons. Um, and, and I, I hope I'm not sounding like I'm complaining, but I like I do think that there could be improvements, and I think that the biggest offender is that central lock. Like, if there yeah. were, you know, like if, if there were, like you go into some shrines and there's like locks and keys that you have to find. Like there's that one shrine in Tears of the Kingdom where there's the locked door and like the it's dark and you have to go in and find. It's like kind of a maze and like there's a panel on the floor that you need to move and there's a chest underneath it. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. But that's I don't a, remember. That's yeah. a cool little puzzle. And it's, yeah. it's you know, like, imagine, like, there's, like, you rope together, like, five or six, like, little shrines, and it kind of build them like Link's house, but instead you're building a dungeon. Like, that's a fun dungeon, I think. And, mm-hmm. like, theme them after that. And, like, you've, you've kind of got something that works. Like, it's, it's you know, I, I think, like I said, it's, it's just, it's not... It's not challenging and it's not stimulating because all like at me, the player I'm thinking about, it's like, okay, what's the quickest way to just bang off these, these five locks so I can go and fight the boss. Yeah, no, I totally agree with what you're saying. Cause that was something in tears, like breath of the wild. When I was speed riding, of course I went and like cheese the F out of these divine beasts and was like, how do I get this as fast as possible? Uh, with tears, this first playthrough, I tried so hard. I was like, I'm going to try to do this the most natural, uncheesy unbuggy way that I possibly can because I know that when I replay this game that's how I'm going to do it mm-hmm. you know I wanted the experience to be authentic but going forward I'm never going to have it be authentic again because you could just do it so quickly there's like no it's like instant gratification there's no yeah. build up to it yeah like I like and I think like you think of the best dungeons in the series and like all of them almost have like their own kind of unique gimmick or hook to them, right? Like mm-hmm. you got to get the four ghosts in uh, in the forest temple. You you got to go up and then back down with the with the statue in the temple of time. Like you gotta you gotta go back and forth between time in the sandship. Like like go down the list. Like like yeah. each each dungeon kind of has a unique identifier. The water temple has a central mechanic to it that you use all the time, where you're raising and lowering the water. Like I I think like that's the kind of thing that needs to come back to these dungeons and and i think you can do it in an open world like i like i get that you want your dungeons to be like part of the world and i think they can be but like imagine that you get to let's say imagine you get to the spirit spirit temple the lightning temple in tears of the kingdom (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it it rises up exactly as it is but there's a door there that you just go through and then you're in the dungeon and it's like it'll it operates almost similar to how a shrine operates but like much bigger scale themed stuff like that. I think that they can do that. I think they should do that. I think they have to do that, honestly. Yeah. I cannot see and and this is like this is this goes back to what we were saying earlier is like new coat of paint, but this is why I think it needs to be reinvented. The wheel needs to be reinvented is we just need to or maybe not reinvented, but just like take a step back, you yeah. know? And we said that for tears. We said that about dungeons for tears. But just take a step back and Remember the Zelda formula, the, the formula that everybody loves so much, and then like put a new coat of paint on that. Yeah, you know, give us the new game. So, yeah, yeah. or or you know, take take a little bit of gin, which is the new Zelda formula. Take a little bit of tonic, which is the old one. Mix it together, stir yep. it, put a put a ice cube in there if that if that's mm-hmm. your thing. Uh, you've got a good <laughs> you've got a good cocktail, you know. Yeah, there you go. Which I think they tried to do in tears, but yes. didn't quite manage it. They were, like, that, some, that's like a some cocktail. Hit, some didn't. Yeah, that, that's you know when you drink it, and you're just like, oh god, there's way too much gin in this one. Like, yeah, <laughs> not enough tonic. 
right? Like, um, there's this. It's uh, better, there's but this... it's better than drinking straight gin. But there's this meme, especially if you drink like iced coffees or iced drinks, and you're like, you just tell by the color that it's not made right. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's the dungeon, dude. I see, I see my Tim Hortons coffee, and if it's like. If it's if it's darker than a certain shade, I'm just like, oh god, Ooh, that's not go. good. Yeah, they didn't put in the double cream. <laughs> yeah, or or sometimes I was actually making coffee the other day and I put too much cream in and it was like almost white and I was just like, oh, oh boy, this is not Yikes. good. And then you kind of <laughs> gotta drink it so you can fill it with more coffee. Ugh, terrible. Yep. Okay, yep. go ahead, Al. Okay, I don't think you would care to have these return. A lot of these things for me are like returnable. Tears things. of light, tears of light. <laughs> no, I and you know what? They kind of had this in tears, but not to a degree that I would want and not organized in a way that I would want. But I want figurines to return. I love collecting the figurines in Zelda games. Like uh, Wind Waker is probably my favorite because you have this whole like underground collection museum and you go to the different room the different themed rooms and you have these like really cool sculpted pieces of art in wind waker hd and i'm like these are so awesome i really want that and like yes you could take a picture in tears give it to hudson and he would recreate it and i had so much fun with that but i was like i want my whole compendium baby i want a whole museum and this might be like the sim uh person in me or the management game person in me where you always have like a museum that you feel you fill in those games. Mm-hmm. I just I just love that mechanic. So I want figurines back in the next 3D Zelda game. I, I can't say I'm pining for uh, for figures <laughs> to come back. I, I, I think you're right. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I was like, I know Andy will care about this. I mean, but... <laughs> I mean, listen, like I I want a good collectible. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. So like, I, I mean, if they brought figurines back in like a way that was like not crazy in order to get them all. Because I, I just, I feel like every time there's been figurines, it's like this insane way that you have to actually go collect them, like in Minish Cap or Wind Waker. So like, if they, Minish or, Cap was a bit nuts, but that was also super cool. Like the way they did it was cool. It just was a little overboard. Was it? I mean, I you, don't, you don't machine. get a bigger Minish Cap defender than me, but like, even <laughs> I'm just like, that's, ah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> even like the way Tears did it, I was just kind of like, eh. But know. Tears, it like, again, it was like, do it however you want, but there was barely any structure to it. And maybe I just am a structured person and I want structure. That's it. That's all I want for my next 3D Zelda game. We can end the episode there. I just want structure and people don't like that for some reason. <laughs> I, I like structure. Okay, well, I'll raise you figures. And, okay. uh, oh, wait, I got that wrong. I see your figures and I'll raise you. I want fishing to come back. Fishing <laughs> needs to come back. That is a proud Zelda what? staple. You don't like shooting lightning arrows into the water and having all the dead fish come up and then that's go not fishing. <laughs> Anybody can do that. It takes a it takes a skilled fisherman to be able to uh, to to wrangle that uh, Hylian loach, which I've yeah. done many times in my yeah. Zelda career. Um, so yeah, I, I think fishing should come back again. Again, I was playing Sea of Stars and they have just like the most charming okay. little fishing game in there, and it's like it's simple. Yeah. And it, it, like, honestly, it reminds me of just, like, the classic, like, Ocarina of Time. It's even more simple than that, actually. But, um, yeah, I just, like, there's something so, like, there's something so sacred about fishing in Zelda. You know what it is? It's the Metroid, it's a Zelda equivalent of this great Metroid tradition where, like, if you see a glass tube, you know that you have to powerbomb it. You just know you have to powerbomb it. (laughs) Okay. It's very satisfying. It's a staple that's been in, like, all the Metroid games. Zelda, I, I just feel like they should have a fishing pond, you know? 
Yeah. Or maybe a couple. And then, could, there could be a couple different pawns in the next 3D Zelda game. That's let's what I'm talking about. Let's combine our wants here. And if there's like a museum that you can donate the figurines to, yeah. but you can go catch all the fish that you donate to the museum, just like Animal Crossing. Oh my God, I would love it. Oh. I'd rather eat and cook the fish, but. Well, you could do that too, but then maybe you have a journal that says, I've caught all the fish. Yeah, okay. I just That's like, fine. I like the check mark kind How about of this? view. I like. You, the more fish you, you catch, the better rod you get. I like that. Yeah, that too. Okay. That Sardu's like that. Okay, um, that's, a, that's a fair compromise. Okay, let me segue off of your fishing. I chose this because I am deeply afraid of the ocean, but I think that it would be so fun to have a more, like, not like Wind Waker art style, but more like the Switch art styles or just like maybe Skyward Sword art style of like underwater exploration or like deep sea, like you're out on the ocean and like a huge kraken comes up. Much like Wind Waker, but like much more scarier and like lifelike and like horrifying. And I know that sounds weird because I'm like afraid of that stuff, but I think that would make for such a fun adventure. I put that on my list too. I I think that underwater exploration underwater exploration should <laughs> yeah. be, should come back. It, it's just it seems like such a no brainer. Like that's, it's like I can't. I'm shocked actually that Tears of the Kingdom didn't have that. Nintendo it, was tired of hearing us say this swimming mechanics suck. <laughs> I, it's like you were going back to the same world. Like it just it seems like such an easy way to like. And I guess like they kind of did it with caves. So like whatever, but. Mm -hmm. Seems like an easy way to get new content into the same world, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't need to be anything like crazy. Like I think, like uh, I think Twilight Princess did a really good job with its kind of underworld. Like Lake Hylia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Maybe a little bit more than Ocarina of Time did, or Skyward Sword also did a really good job with how it handled underwater exploration, or just like I think that could be really cool in like a in an open world game. You know, like give me give me Zelda Way of Water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Way of Water, love yeah. it. Um, I guess, like, I feel even for, like, on top of water exploration, like, when we could build a little boat and, but you could only go so far and there wasn't anything really out there that was exciting except for Eventide Island or something, you know? Yeah. I would just, like, I would like a little bit more of a callback to Wind Waker, but not so much that it's, like, the sea is the entire exploration area and you... I wish you could go into it. I wish some giant scary monsters would pop out of it. I just think... Like, if you're talking about a fantasy game, it would be fun to have more of that in a more adult, current, modern Zelda game. Does yeah. that make sense? I, like, I not as so. cartoony and less scary in Wind Waker. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, like, I, I think that there's so much potential there. Like, there's there's yeah. potential for great boss encounters. Um, yeah. There's potential for, um, like, I mean, it's weird that you haven't seen a Zora, really, in water. Like, you see some of them kind of floating, but, like, not not really. Like, yeah. you know, so there's, like, potential to see. Yeah, like, like where did Yona come from? Is she from the yeah. ocean? Is there a domain in the ocean that we don't know about? Right. Like, like can we go there? That would be cool. Um, I imagine, like, tears, you could just ultra hand together a submarine or something like that. That would be cool. Ooh. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think underwater exploration is something that I, I think should have been included in tears. And, um... I don't know. Like, I, I almost think, like, like I think the swimming mechanic was really great in, like I said, both Tears of the King, not Tears, uh, Skyward Sword, excuse me, and Twilight Princess. So, like, it's not like you need to reinvent the wheel and, and, and whatever. And and maybe that could be another one of your permanent items I'm talking about is you get this, 
the magic snorkel that lets you breathe underwater so yeah, you don't have to go back up for air. Yeah, make it like the Star air, Wars right? style, like yeah. the snorkel from the Star Wars series. Well, whatever, cool. like yeah, um, yeah. I, I, underwater exploration. I think there's so much potential there, and I mean, really, that like that helps your open world game. I feel mm-hmm. like so. Okay. And, yeah, I agree. Your turn. Nope, yours. That was that okay. was mine as well. So. Okay. I definitely said this for tears. I'm going to keep saying it until we just until it happens, but I really want a companion back. I really just want somebody to have an adventure, maybe the story be central around them and whatnot. Like I want a Minify King of Red Lions mm. Ghost Zelda style companion back cuz I miss exploring the world on like with somebody. It kind of gets a little lonely when I'm doing it on my own. Yeah, I uh I don't disagree. I, I think that my preference would be like, I actually, I really like the, uh, the way that the intro of tears of the kingdom, like has you with a companion and, Bra- and breath of the wild too. Like, it's yeah. not like you talk to Raru a lot. He kind of, he's only there when you need him, but it's like, yeah, he's there, you know, and mm-hmm. just kind of knowing that. So I, I don't think I'd want it. Like, I, I don't think like having a companion lends itself to an open world game like as well as it as it did in zeldas of the past but like Mm -hmm. i i think like even if you had like a fairy around you that it obviously doesn't like bug you or whatever but like if you if you want to talk to it maybe you can but if you don't then um yeah i I think that that would be fine i agree and like i i feel like i'm gonna hear people come back and say like well you could have your sages with you and it's like yeah but they're they're basically inanimate objects at that point. They don't really interact with you except when you need to use their power, you know? And so I want somebody, um, I want somebody who, you know, is like a partner mm-hmm. on my adventure, if that makes sense. Yeah, like I, I actually think like the companions were a little bit too much for me. Like I, there's like five of them and it's just like, oh, okay, I feel crowded. Like I feel like yeah. there's too many. Back um, up my space. <laughs> and I, but I didn't mind that they didn't talk. They just kind of accompanied you. Like, I, I feel like that's kind of what I, I like would their want. presence, but I, I just, I guess I would love a fairy to come back, like you said, and just have them pop up and be like, hey, maybe we should check out what Pira told us to do yeah. four hours ago. <laughs> I, I think like the, yeah, the fairy to me sounds like really good, but like there, it, there's no world ever where you can have them just kind of like nudge you into the right story direction after like, you know. Even if you haven't done, like, a single main story thing in 20 hours, they should never say anything to you ever. Like, hey, we should go visit blah, blah, blah. Like, that that for a companion has to die and never come back. Yeah. You know, again, let's go back to Horizon, right? She's got that earpiece. Yes. And who is it that talks to her? Silas? Is that his name? I think so, yeah. There's a couple people that talk to her, but Silas is kind of her companion throughout that story. Yeah, I, I that that's exactly how. I would like yeah. to do like you if you want to initiate that conversation you can do so mm-hmm. but otherwise like I don't want them to talk to me unless it's like part of like a like a cutscene and not like a like a major major cutscene but like even if you're talking mm-hmm. to an NPC maybe your companion has something that they want to bring up or something like that but um, yeah yeah I, I don't want them to ever talk to me unless I initiate the conversation <laughs> Jeez. well I mean, like, like a, sounds like a true introvert right there <laughs> I'm just saying okay uh it's my turn okay let's go here this is my seventh thing that i wanted i think that this is so this is specific for the next 3d zelda but i i think that the next 3d open world zelda game really needs a 
a central gimmick or a central mechanic beyond like the abilities. Like, like I, I think that like building stuff was great in tears of the kingdom, but I, I think that the next 3d Zelda needs like something bigger and more drastic than that to separate it. So like, I'm talking like something like in Majora's mask, like that had a heck of a mechanic to separate it from Ocarina mm-hmm. of Time and two mechanics actually with the mask transformations and the three day cycle. Um, yeah. even like, like transforming into a wolf like that kind of of mechanic or you know i i guess you could maybe lump in something like the dual world like we've seen in so many zelda games but i i i kind of thought of majora's mask and twilight princess like i i think the next 3d zelda game needs that kind of idea that kind of gimmick to to really like separate itself from these yeah. previous games as like as you were saying, it needs a new coat of paint and a new gimmick. I mean, that can go a long way. Mm-hmm. I agree. And like again, it's kind of we do have a gimmick for tears in Breath of the Wild, which is exploration and like the ways you can. So exploration in Breath of the Wild, tears is about how you can build things to help you with your exploration, right? So that's all fine and good. But we need to move beyond that and do the next new thing. We're done with this era. We need to go to the next era mm-hmm. of what's the new gimmick, what's the new, what's the new era? I keep saying that word, but that's how I feel. Well, and I feel like exploration now is just going to be a staple, like in an open world game. Yeah. Like that's always going to be something right. that you need to consider. But so now it's just like, how does this new gimmick affect my gameplay? How does it affect like everything? And and like, yeah, like I mean, obviously, like it was such an important and impressive. Um, like thing that they did with Ultra Hand, but like it, it felt to me like that wasn't that wasn't quite it. Like it didn't feel like it like completely. I don't know. It, it felt like it, it was like a different way to interact with the world rather than like a different way to like actually like it didn't change the world itself. If if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. They're kind of like, well, people already explored in Breath of the Wild. Now they can do all these cool things to yeah. explore kind of the same and maybe some different areas. Yeah, um, I, I think I they should take saying. a hard look at Majora's Mask as, as a good example of, like, how to really just, like, turn things on, on their head. Yeah, I agree. Um, Okay, I this is one that um, I was trying to... I don't know, I was trying to find the best way to say this, but, like, special move sets, I felt like combat was only really um, enhanced in Breath of the Wild and Tears because you had breakable weapons, and then you could... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for in tears where you like forge new weapons? Fuse? <laughs> fuse, thank you. I couldn't think of that word. <laughs> so like you could fuse and stuff like that, but I like, but the combat itself was kind of repetitive and like boring. I want to kind of go back to like, uh, you know, Minish Cap, Tears of the Kingdom where you could move, you could learn the different moves and then you would have that move forever and you could like have, um, I guess, more interesting combat it's just instead of just swinging your sword around. I know exactly what you're saying. I was really excited okay. when you got that Giga ability that like. Yeah, that was so cool. Well, yeah, because it because it's like an it's an ability that you it's a permanent ability that you have, and it's like this is a different way to fight. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Like like Twilight Princess, Minish Cab, get the, like the different ways to fight. Like even Wind Waker had like some more engaging combat. I felt like where you could mm-hmm. like roll and stuff like that. I mean that was built in, but um, yeah, I, I think that like that that also kind of feeds a little bit into you know i'm just do you mind if i go ahead in my next thing here oh go for it yeah so i i feel like um what you're saying i completely agree with like different ways to fight and different rewards to 
to like encourage players to explore. Cause like, um, my, my, my next point was like, I think that you've got to reimagine how shrines work. And, um, and what I mean by that is like, I like, I like the concept of shrines, like, like little mini puzzles that also serve as like quick ways to get you around the map. Like, I think that that works really well. Um, where I think that it needs, uh, a new coat of paint is in what they actually offer you. Um, I like, I would, I would eliminate the amount of shrines by like, like at least half, like at least make, but make them bigger and more special. And, and maybe what I would do also is like, not every shrine has a monk waiting at the end, waiting to give you, uh, whatever, like an orb. Um, maybe some shrines have an item like, like combat upgrades like that. Maybe mm-hmm. some shrines have a, uh, uh, just like a piece of heart. Like, let's bring back pieces of heart, uh, you yeah. know, instead of trading in. And maybe some of them have like a stamina vessel. Maybe, maybe with the new gimmick that I was just talking about, um, let, uh, just for example, let's say that the new gimmick, the, literally they stole from Majora's Mask and like it's masks. Like maybe, maybe this shrine has a new mask that you can equip, or maybe this shrine mm-hmm. lets you transform into a toad instead of a wolf or whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe, and, and by the way, I think you should assign some of those to side quests too. So it's not just like kind of whatever, like, like why not get a piece of heart from a, from a side quest? Like I, I thought one of the best side quests of tears of the kingdom was where you have to throw those four pieces into the depths and bring them to the bargainer statue. And you got a whole heart. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And and I think it's, I think it's memorable because you actually got like a legitimate reward for doing it, which, which is so like, we all think of the Anju and cafe side quests as being like one of the best ones in the series. And that's because that side quest gives you, like, multiple, multiple rewards. You get bottles, you get pieces of hearts, you get masks, all in the same quest. Um, yeah. So I would I would also take those items and assign them, assign them to side quests. But, like, yeah, I, I think that shrines just need a, a little a little something different. But, I, I like, I do like them, and I think that they should come back. Um, but, yeah, like, definitely less of them. Definitely, and I think that they could probably be maybe themed a little bit more too. And, and I understand, yeah. like you know, if you have sixty shrines, like not all of them are going to have their own theme. But like maybe, maybe if you go into a shrine, the reward is is a combat upgrade. It's kind of like a dojo or something like that, or yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of like because when when you're exploring in Breath of the Wild in Tears and you come across a shrine, you're like, okay, if I do the shrine, I'll get another orb and I'll be two away from getting a heart, a full heart container. But I kind of like the idea of, like, kind of like the caves. You would go into a shrine or a cave, and you don't know what you're going to get out of it instead of, like, already knowing I'm going to get an orb out of this. Yeah. I like the idea of the mystery. And then also, if you have, like, replayability, and you're like, I really want to get this one item as quickly as I can because I remember it helping me on my journey, um, then you could go to that spot and be like, yeah, I remember I got that from this side quest, this shrine. So, yeah, I do, like, I do like that idea i think the shrines sometimes had items in them like uh armor but it wasn't like that's that it kind of got tiresome after that point because it's just armor if that makes sense yeah um yeah i I just i just feel like the shrines could could have a little bit more spice to them like a little Mm -hmm. a little bit more you know, like you said, like, I, I think that on the one hand, like, it does kind of encourage you to do more shrines because it's like, oh, I've, I've, I only need two more. Like, maybe I'll just bang out these two shrines here. But on the other hand, like, I do think that it's there's also another element where it's like, oh, exciting, a shrine. I wonder what could be in there. And maybe there's some, uh, some you know, some shrines you're just like, oh, that's stunk. I can't believe I did all this for that. 
But then, yeah. like, other shrines where it's like, hell yeah, now I can do, like, a, a Hurricane Rada to Astalfos or something like that. Like, great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that that adds a little bit of excitement and a little bit of juice to to the formula. Because, I, you know, you go in and you know exactly what you're going to get. You know exactly what they're going to look like. And, I like, I like the shrines. I think that they're really fun. Like, I, I like the idea of them. But, yeah, I, I think that... Uh, they they could use they could use a little shot in the arm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Two, my next, two left? Yeah. Is it me or is it you? No, no it's, it's you. me. Okay. My next thing is um okay, there were some things where I'm like, how do I word this? But like I feel like recently and probably the last ever since I want to say Skyward Sword, we've been moving in the right direction with Zelda as far as being a character that you have to save in some way but she is a lot more involved in the adventure the adventure mm-hmm. like breath of the wild maybe not so much but in skyward sword and tears she had like her own thing going on that you could kind of catch uh tidbits of in the peripheral right. i just want to keep moving in that direction but evolving in that direction i would love zelda to be far more involved like you still play as link and maybe there's some playable Zelda in the future, whatever. But I'd like her to be, like, her involvement in Spirit Tracks is phenomenal. I'd love to have more teamwork, more bouncing ideas back and forth with her, trying to save the, trying to save Hyrule or the world or wherever together versus, like, yes, we were saving the world together in tears, but she was in a completely different, like, she was thousands and thousands of years in the past, you right. know? Yeah. And Link didn't know her plan. She just set up the grand plan and, like, Link fell into it and was like i got you you know i still would just like to i just want to have more maybe she becomes your companion that i'm wanting in the next zelda game you know what i mean i just want her to be a a lot more involved i i agree i think my initial thought is i i certainly agree with what you're saying in like the general direction of the zelda series i think if it were up to me i might for the next open world 3d zelda game almost just like not have zelda in it and like not have Hyrule Castle in it, and maybe it's not even set in Hyrule. Maybe it's maybe it's like literally. Maybe I'm like honing in on Majora's Mask too much, but like I, I think that like mm-hmm. the next game just like really needs to be everything that these like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom aren't um, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, in order to make it like really distinct. And I don't think that they would actually do that, but like maybe like I, I think yes, like a hundred percent, you're right. Like, and there will be a time where it's just like okay, like what's the next like you know, quote unquote main big line mainline Zelda game. Um, but I don't know like I I think that you do have an opportunity with the next game to pull like uh a Majora's mask or or on a you know on a bigger scale like a, mm-hmm. a link between worlds or like even in Link Between Worlds, like Zelda's there but she's not like a central focus and she's not well, she's not in danger for some of it, at least anyways, but like Yeah. Maybe maybe it could be as simple as like Zelda's like Link, I need you to to go investigate this like here's a portal to another world like good luck you know or, yeah. or something but i i think overall in in general the series uh, i 100 percent agree with you yeah they need to make yeah they, they just need to get zelda like either into the story more or like have a good reason why she's not yeah and i mean i and he, again i'm not the biggest like mario fan or whatever but i've seen the evolution of like peach being more involved in the games or peach having her own games or Daisy being more involved in that kind of thing instead of being the princess that you rescue, you know? I mean, there's st- there still is that with Mario games, but you still see, like, where Peach is kind of a badass. So i just love to have more of that with Zelda. Not saying that we haven't, 
It's just that I want to see it continue to evolve where Zelda isn't missing for the like three quarters of the of the game and yeah. your job is to find her, you know? Yeah, I agree. I just like I feel like if at any point Zelda gets captured, it's just like, oh, come on. Captured or like I feel like lately she hasn't been captured. She's just been like sealing herself to either like hone her powers or she's yeah. the seal on the monster or she's in the past and she has to turn herself into an immortal dragon like that's all well and good i feel like tears did a really good job of like giving us a reason why she wasn't there and it was super cool and i loved it but i still would just like her to be more present i agree um okay well I, that actually that's a great segue into my next uh thing that i want from the new zelda game and that's actually like a story that literally takes place in the present like, I, I feel like I want an active story that's happening in real time, in, mm -hmm. in like, actively happening um, for, for too long. Like, we've met all these great characters. Urbosa, Raru, Sonya, Mifa, like, all these great characters. But, like, you never meet them. Not really. They all did. <laughs> yeah. It's like, every everything to do with those characters has already happened. And it's already over. And it's already taken mm -hmm. place. And it's like, you know, like... What what if you what if you were playing Skyward Sword and you just had flashbacks of of this Girahim versus Impa encounter or flashbacks of what Zelda was doing and mm -hmm. like Girahim was just waiting around for you to come and get him the whole time instead it just it doesn't hit the same it's like when you have people that are doing things in active time it adds urgency it adds it adds like just a, a sense of realism I feel like to me and like like I think that you like I think that you can do what Breath of the Wild did once where it's like you could tell that kind of story where it and I think that that worked well with that type of game not that I think the story was anything to write home about necessarily but like I think that that format worked well for Breath of the Wild I think it worked like fine for Tears of the Kingdom I wasn't as high on the story as a lot of other people but like I just like I I just don't want any more like we have to discover what happened and like here's like small little snippets of story that that's happened in the past and like like I think that kind of stuff is fine as a like peripheral kind of story device like if you you can you can see that to like or you can find those types of things to like find out more information about a character or an event that's happening right now but like as the main driver of the story uh-uh nope yep i hear what you're saying like i feel like there is a lot of stuff that takes place in like the past or in time loops or whatever but you're still like experiencing it presently yeah does that make sense so but with the switch zelda games there's a lot that you aren't experiencing presently and which is cool and those were cool gimmicks for those games but i agree i think it's time to move on yeah i agree um okay 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 last one al all right my last one is kind of dumb but i feel like i could broaden it a bit and it's like I've had so many games now, especially when I played Survivor, there's like these cute little, I can't remember what they're called, these cute little animals, and you could pet them, and the achievement that you get for petting it for the first time is like, I could pet this? Which is hilarious, because you still can't pet the damn dogs in That's Zelda. a crime. <laughs> but, like, there's been games, like, Twilight Princess, where you could pick up dogs, you know, and it's cute, and you, like, are holding on, like, a little baby, and I think that's really cute, but I would love more, like, I guess, animal interaction over that. I think that's gonna be my overall pick here, where you could pet dogs. Maybe you can adopt a dog, you know? Or you can, like, build, like, a home and get him a cat, 
or you know <laughs> and who's really excited to see him and is like hey i've been here mouse in your house this whole time <laughs> while you're off adventuring um i i don't know something where it, like you just have more interaction with animals and or can like feed them it doesn't even have to like be anything substantial just something small like the little details i would just love to have because yeah, i feel like Link is like this little woodland elf dude, and he's off on his adventures in forests and whatever have you all the time. And I just love if you could interact with animals more. I, that's great. I love that. Can I tell you a story? <laughs> okay. So, so Sam and I, I think it was like two nights ago, we were out walking Link. It was actually kind of late, and uh, we were we were just chatting about whatever, and we started talking about the Zelda cast, and we started talking about you. And uh, oh god. <laughs> and and I was just like. Like, like Sam, like, has obviously knows you, but like, she's like, oh, I, I hope I get to meet Al one day. And I was like, I honestly think you guys would like be great friends. Like you have like everything that she doesn't like about my food opinions. Like you, you agree with everything like show wise, like you agree with. And like, yeah, if she could have heard you just say that, I'm sure she would have just been like swooning. Cause like, that's, that's all she wanted to do in, in, uh, Tears of the Kingdom was like, oh, go see the dog. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. cute. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I've got lot. I've got one left, and it's actually like somewhat related to that. But um, let's see some new species. Let's see some new races of people. Oh yeah, we've got you know we've got the Gorons, we've got the Zora, we've got the the Rito. Like all those guys are great. But like I was I was excited when when you met Raru, and like there's only two Zonai in the game, and mm -hmm. uh, that's that's a little bit too bad. So like let's see let's see someone new. Let's see like you know I don't know. Some someone new, like make it up, like do it, like do it. Whole actual civilization, yeah, like a new twist on an old race, or just like a a, a brand new, like you know, let's let's see some uh, let's see some penguin people up in Hebra, or let's see some which I guess the Anuki exist, but uh, you know what I mean. Like let's see, I don't know, I, I I I don't know, but like something new, like something cool, you know what when you see it, like like I think the Zonai were great. But they were just, they were so underused. So, um, yeah, yeah a, a new race, a new, a new type of, of people to interact with. Uh, I, I think that would be great. I think if the Pokemon people can come up with over a thousand plus Pokemon, all the people could come up with a new race. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Imagine um, you're in Hebrew, you see the little, uh, you see the ice cream Pokemon up there. Oh my god, <laughs> so dumb. But like, or maybe the little like some little bug people. If you could shrink down, a minute, oh yeah, little bug people, that'd be cool. Um, I mean, like you're you're talking underwater ocean exploration. Like, let's let's get it. Let's get like See the, the fish people. Bring back the seahorse people from Majora's Mask. Like, where are those oh, guys at? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And oh, the giant eels. Ooh, that yeah, that part was freaky. Stuff like that. Majora's Mask Ocean was pretty cool with the giant eels. That was freaky. It was like, no, it yeah. cute, but still fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I think that would be, and it would just be exciting too. Like, it was so exciting to get the Zonai, but then, like, you learn literally nothing about them, just that they're potentially descended from gods and they came down and there was only two of them left and now they're dead. So, yeah. <laughs> I know, like, that was it. That's it. So, thanks for, thanks for playing. Bye. Pretty much, yeah. Um, they, you know what, they, they've never really taken advantage of, they've never had like a, like a creepy race of, of, of people, like, like sentient ghouls or something like that. Like, where are them, where are those guys at? You I know? love it. I love it. That'd be great. Um, yeah, so yeah I just thought, I mean, I don't have any suggestions really, but like just <laughs> something new, like something, 
again, something new, something very to set this game apart. Yep. I think. Because I, I think it is very important that the next 3D Zelda game feels different. And like I, I don't know how different it's literally going to be because you look at the results, the sales-wise, of Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom, and like those games speak for themselves. So I don't know how far Nintendo is going to want to go away from yeah. that formula, which clearly works. But like, you know... I, I think if we got a third open world Zelda game and it was kind of very similar, it's just like, it's like, okay, this is starting to feel a little bit like Nickelback here. Nickelback's a great band, but there are songs definitely follow a pattern. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know that. I don't like, I don't pay attention to music like you guys do, like you and Rod and you and you're like musical talent of remembering that stuff. But anyways, um, I get what you're saying. And yeah, I just, I think, like I've been saying this whole episode, I think we're done with this era. I think we need to move on. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. A new coat of paint. I'm surprised I haven't said a new paint of coat once this episode. Oh, I have, nice. I have a bad yeah. habit of doing that. I like, I mix up my, <laughs> my words uh, and it sounds ridiculous. So, um, okay. Well, that's what we were hoping for, for the next open world 3d zelda game let us know what you're hoping for over on twitter and by the way you got one week left to uh to dm the zelda cast over on twitter or you can uh you can dm our community manager jules and uh we're looking for well we're looking for takes and we're gonna decide if your zelda take is a hot take a lukewarm take a cold take somewhere in between that's coming next week I'm excited about this. I uh, over on Omega Doom was like, my my takes could make your head blow up. And I was like, okay, uh, I can't wait. <laughs> Does that now? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let us know if you have what you think is a, a spicy take, and and some of these we're gonna we're gonna read and be like, actually, I think that I agree with that. That's not a spicy take at all. So mm-hmm. uh, I was I was telling my dad about this 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 morning when I was working out with him. I was like, we're gonna do like hot takes on the Zelda cast, and he's like, what's a hot take? I'd explain hot takes to him, and he was like, oh, like, controversial opinion. And I was like, yeah, and we're yeah. going to rate him and stuff. And he was like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm I'm excited. I've been telling people about it. Yep, that's, so that's coming next week. So you can still submit, uh, like I said, either either DMS on Twitter or, uh, or uh, get in touch with Jules. Either way, you can get your opinion heard on this show next week. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, until then... Everybody, we are going to get out of here, but thank you for listening. Like I said, let us know what you want from the next open world 3D Zelda game. I think there's probably a wide variety of wants that uh, we can talk about over on Discord. Uh, so hit up the Zelda Dungeon Discord. We can also talk about it over on Twitter, at the ZeldaCast, at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha. And we're also over on Blue Sky, all the same handles there as well. Uh, subscribe, rate, review recommend all that fun stuff wherever you get your podcasts uh tell that zelda fan in your life where they could get their weekly zelda fix and we're over on patreon we got uh we got episodes coming out actually sam and i are recording a halloween episode today on the simpsons treehouse of horror which is the virtual theater uh wing of the patreon so uh lots of different options there if you just want zelda we've got the zelda cast top 10s rolling out uh one's probably coming out in the next couple weeks here so very excited about that Um, So check it out, patreon.com forward slash SPNet. Until next week, everybody, take care. Looking forward to hearing your spicy takes then.